BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Welcome to Cryptids of the Corn. Each week, Justin and Jay take a look at a topic in the crypto and paranormal world. They focus on the Midwest and Appalachia of the U.S., but sometimes they venture out. With everything from well-known monster sightings to one-off cryptids, live person interviews to actual fieldwork sneaking in some science lessons, there's sure to be something you'll enjoy. Please join us this episode of Cryptids of the Corn. Hello, hello, welcome back. I'm the mysterious Justin. I'm the infamous Jay. And together we are Cribbers of the Corn podcast. Taking you this week, we're going on a uh, wet and vo- a wild adventure to start out the summer. That well, sounds fun. Mm-hmm. Everybody's getting ready to start heading out and, you know, going to the lakes. So we're going to give you some stuff to watch out for in this week's Cryptid Roundup. And, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> and once again, uh, Cryptid Roundups, we haven't done one in a while, uh, in a long time. But they are kind of three or four cryptids that either don't have a lot on them or, you know, they're just, you know, they, they are not enough for their full episode, but still worthy of talking about. The little guys with fun stories. And well, one of these isn't very little. Well, little story, guys. Actually, I don't think any of them are little. I don't think you could pick up any of these. Well, just make sure you keep your hands and feet inside the boat mm-hmm. at all times. Good news is only one has killed somebody. That's good news. Mm-hmm. Wait, is that really good news? Out of three cryptids, only one's a murderer? Uh, okay, I guess that's good news in some way, shape, or form. One's kind of friendly, and then the other one is, like, just ne- there. Neutral. Mm-hmm. All right, Jay, so why don't you go ahead and start, because don't, you don't have a paper or anything. <laughs> no, yeah. All right, first one we're going to do is Tahoe Tessie. I like the name. Yeah, oh my gosh. So, tangent already. Every lake monster has, like, Nessie, Tessie, Cressy. Bessie. Yeah, Bessie, South Bay Bessie. Yeah. You know, the Nessie, the Nessie name. Um, except Champ. Champ? Lake Champlain Monster. Oh. He's on there. He's on there. Okay. He's a full episode, though. There's tons and tons and tons with him. I bet we could come up for a name for that one. Maybe I'm just saying he's got, he just got named Champ. And it's the oh. only lake monster I think I know of that has a scientific name. Oh. Champasuchus. That would be first. I thought Sinkhole Samus was the first. <laughs> Did we actually give Sinkhole Samus a scientific name? No. I haven't listened to that episode forever. It just sounded fun. All right. And once again, uh, for these, since they're short descriptions, we went with Cryptid Wiki as the source for all these. Um, 
Crypto Wiki does a pretty good job of giving you like a little basic rundown. It's not the best thing for research if you want to, you know, it's for but a it's fuller easy. research. It is easy and fun. For, you know, for this kind of episode, it's a lot easier. Yeah. So getting better about giving up my sources. Um, <laughs> all right. So Todd Tessie is a cryptid, which is supposedly resides in North America's largest alpine lake, Lake Tahoe. That is uh, it's Nevada and California border. Right. Yep. Tales of this lake-doing creature can be traced back to stories told by members of the, once again, I'm going to try to pronounce these Native American tribes, the Washu and the Piat tribes of the uh, mid-19th century, uh, stating that the creature resides in the underwater tunnels beneath the, uh, in the cave rocks. Ooh. It's starting to continue into modern times. So, excuse me, this lake is riddled with uh, caves. Okay, so already a good indicator that something could yeah. be... Hiding down there it seems to be a main reoccurring theme, especially when it comes to just. It's weird, especially with lake monsters. Yep, lake or monsters, cryptids right? in general. Yeah, yeah. It's always about caves, which makes sense. We don't like going in them. It's a pre-programmed thing. Yeah. And even though they think our early ancestors hung out in caves, lived in caves, maybe. But there was a big thing that now we don't like. I mean, we're wary. We were called cavemen, right? Yeah. Supposedly, but we're very, very wary of caves now, and I. Hmm. And I wonder if it's something like uh, what we talked about with Uncanny Valley and predetermined fears and phobias people have. Like built into your yes, DNA. DNA. Yeah, Snakes, spiders uh, are the two biggest ones mm-hmm. because they are, even though they're small, 99% of the time they're deadly, even though they're not. You know, it's just something in your brain. It's like, oh, that thing bites me, I'm going to die. Right, yeah. Is in our ancient ancestors weren't scared. Well, they were scared, but they weren't as scared of like grizzly bears and stuff like that. But a snake terrified them. Well, they sneak up on you. Yeah, right. At least a grizzly you can see usually from. I don't know. Unless you're wearing headphones I've had black bears. No, I've had. Oh, yeah, that video. I've had black bears get really close to me without knowing. You did tell me that when you were fishing. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. That's it's scary how big an animal can get that close to you without you knowing. With you not even hearing it creeping mm-hmm. up on you. So back to Tessie. Okay. Tahoe Tessie. Um, sightings describe Tessie. So I'm going to give you a description of Tessie. Okay. Sightings describe her uh, between the size <laughs> of a bean to the size of a bus, which is just kind of a little joke. It means they're very varied. Oh, not okay. literally a bean, was... just very small. You know, I think four, you know, four or five feet, which would not be out of the the norm for some fish in there. Yeah. And um, you know, up to you know thirty, forty feet long. Yeah, it's quite the size difference. Which, there. though, if you want to believe it's a species, would make sense. You need young and large, you know, young and adults. Mm-hmm. Uh, a serpentine body with uh, white as a cross is a barrel for some of the bigger ones. The coloration ranges from jet black to turquoise. Its skin is usually described as very smooth, uh, despite having a couple reptilian features. So we'll dive into a little more. Um, very smooth skin, almost like a whale is what I've heard being described. Mm-hmm. I don't know if anybody on on listening has looked up a whale, but just look up whale skin. Uh, they're mammals, uh, so it's very tight, you know, wet skin. It's just it's weird to explain, but it's... It's not know, scaly. It's not scaly. Tahoe's Tessie's reptilian resemblance comes from her head the few times it's been seen. It's very uh, almost snake-like. Serpentine? Yeah, well, yeah, that's body, but... Oh. She's uh, wide... Really like the Ogopogo, another thing. It's not quite a serpent, but still long, slender, eel-like, but... Almost like a European legless lizard. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Jay's just... We were, he was reptile shopping, now he's throwing in new... 
but the uh, <laughs> jet black to turquoise. And I've seen it described mm. a lot as turquoise, as in uh, that kind of sea foam green. Okay, I was going to say like that little shimmer you see like on a like an oil slick. Kind of, yeah, that color. Okay. And but uh, the jet black, uh, on, I have some actual sightings we're going to get into, but a lot of sightings. Uh, so Lake Tahoe, I think. Now I may be wrong here. Torch Lake in Michigan is the second clearest lake in the U.S. I think Lake Tahoe is the clearest. Really? Um, so you, I think it has around 75 feet of clarity. Now, why Why is that? Just Alpine Lake, just spring water and stuff. It's just okay. pure water just, coming in. Okay. Um, just no no minerals, nothing have gotten into the water to make it cloudy yet. Mm. Uh, but a lot of Tahoe Tessie's sightings are like seeing her just swimming below you. Okay. Oh, yeah. It's like that deep. clear. I mean. And so size, that's why size varies so much, I think, is because I've fished Torch Lake, mm-hmm. and you cannot tell size down there. Oh, really? Big lakers look small. Small lakers, lake trout, look big. Because you have no, it's like looking up in the sky and trying to size something. You can't tell how far away True. it is. So you have no size reference comparison. So is it 30 feet long or is it three? Right, yeah. You can see it is all you know, and your brain plays tricks on you. Because even like when you see a hawk or something circling around... It's way hard to, up in the sky. You know roughly kind of how big a hawk is, but it looks tiny mm-hmm. when it's up there. So I just want to say that about the lake. Hmm. Um, sightings. Uh, so I'm going to go over a couple of them. In the 1950s, two off-duty police officers were on the lake and reported seeing a large black hump raise out of the water. Uh, it was keeping up with the speed of a boat going over 60 miles per hour. Holy moly. So whatever this thing was, was moving quick. Yeah. Um, so moving back, moving to a different story, uh, according to an anonymous witness on weird California, which is a website, I think, Oh, I think, <laughs> uh, here's the quote myself along with three others watched a large serpent like creature feeding and hunting in this, uh, a school of large trout. Uh, it was in the middle of winter in 1979 off the dock at Homewood. It was about as big around as a telephone pole and maybe 30 to 60 feet in length from what I could see. It didn't swim like a snake side to side. It was diving up and down and splashing hmm. w- uh, with its head slash neck. And they kind of have that in quotations. I weren't sure. Um, into the school of fish. So it kept sweeping its head into the school of fish. What, you think it was feeding? That's, and we'll get to that. Okay. Which, uh, oh, there's still more. Which were leaping out of the water trying to get away from its head. Uh, <laughs> we were speechless for several minutes afterwards. Uh, in the 1980s, two fishermen reported seeing a 15-foot-long serpent pushing underneath the surface of the water near Cape Rock. So to the first sighting, yes, it sounds very much like a uh, large animal feeding mm-hmm. on a school of trout. That is textbook behavior, no matter what species you want to talk about. Now, is there any eels that swim up and down like that? Or So it said, it, uh, um, yeah, it kind of describes that motion. They didn't see it swimming a lot. Yeah. Eels don't swim like that, so... If, Neil's a fish. Okay. So they have the side-to-side the side. Side side motion. Mm-hmm. That's how their spines are wired. Mm-hmm. Mammals are the up-and-down swimmers because mm-hmm. that's how our spines are wired. Interesting. Uh, I do not think Tahoe Tessie's a mammal. Yeah. Um, reptiles, though, can do both. Okay. What about? It depends on the reptile. Uh, now, is this thing reported to have any arms and legs? Uh, we'll get there. Okay. Because I'm getting a picture in my head what it what this could be. I don't think so. Of what I'm thinking? Oh, maybe. We'll get to it. Oh, okay. Well, you, well, you save that. 
Yeah, right, so right, So I'm right. going back down to more sightings. Yeah. And then the other little sighting was just really just, you know, they've seen a 15-foot serpent near Cave Rock, which is a famous kayaking spot. Oh, okay. Cave Rock? Mm-hmm. That's what it's called. Okay, okay. It's a rock full of caves. Wait. That's kind of like... So it's a rock full of holes, a Swiss cheese rock, basically? Yes. yes. Okay. Uh, several weeks after, two divers reported finding an underwater cave and a creature uh, shot out of it. Leaving a silt or leaving it silt strained, uh, where the creature had been, there was two large fin prints. So it was like it was perched Ooh. in this hole. Okay, and it, like flung itself out mm-hmm, to get away from these divers. Yeah. So once again, uh, Tahoe Tessie does not. Well, we'll get in. I have a couple more sightings, but does not seem to be aggressive. Seems to be more reclusive and shy. And why I don't lean towards mammal is not a lot seen on the surface, even though I already gave you a couple reports. Mm-hmm. Uh, but mammals are air breathers. Even our longest diving mammal can only hold its breath for like 40 minutes. Which would be a whale. Yeah. A, a Gavin's beaked whale, I believe. Oh. Never even heard of that kind yeah, of whale. They're very endangered. <laughs> I figured it. But Thanks you... to the Japanese. <laughs> That's just funny. You knew like uh-huh. the longest. I think it's 40 holding. or 45 minutes. Dang. That's like David Blaine material. Reptiles. Uh, green anacondas, if you go online and just type in how long a green anaconda can hold its breath. It says 15 minutes. Uh-huh. That is so inaccurate. Is it longer? Yeah, a lot. So, uh... A green anaconda, you said? Yeah. Okay. Brian Burchek, he runs the reptile, or reptarium in Michigan. Uh-huh. He timed his big female green anaconda feeding underwater, and I think she was down for an hour 15. Holy moly. Okay. And she just came up because she was done eating. Yeah. So it didn't even really matter. Yeah. That's awesome. So there is a lot of misinformation out there Some about some of these animals. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Shoot, I'm down for under 30 seconds. I'm already wanting to die. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so sometime in the late 1990s, a kayak instructor reported seeing uh, a glance of what looked like a green two-person kayak flipped over and immediately sunk. Uh, when, uh, when he approached the area in his speedboat, or in, when he approached the area in a speedboat, there were no traces of a kayak, and his students did not report flipping over at any time. So he got worried mm. that it was one of his kids that he was teaching. Right, yeah. And it, he couldn't find it, and he didn't lose a kayak. Right, so it definitely wasn't. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a lot, you know, just just these glances of her are mostly seen. I got a couple more. In, the, uh, in 2004, so I'm getting really close to modern time, an off-duty uh, bartender of the Tahoe Queen took a picture of a black hump in the water, which he claims was the top of the creature's head. In 2006, a family uh, vacationing near Tahoe uh, cited a large black scale lacking creature appearing similar to that of a sturgeon with an upturned white nose near uh, Lake Tahoe's dark shores. Mm. Uh, however, the creature moved up and down like a mammal instead of side to side like a reptile or a fish. Mm. Uh, and there has been numerous, uh, you know, rumored Tahoe Tessie uh, footage. You know, they've always, there's just tons and tons of pictures. Tahoe Tessie is not photo shy for these glances okay so there's a lot of these humps in the water kind of deal you can't really tell what they are but there's something Mm -hmm. and before we get into our thoughts do you want me to give uh so crypto wiki always gives its little own thing about explanations Mm -hmm. so do you want me to do that real quick before Oh, sure. Like what they say yeah. it could be. This okay. is what Cryptid Wiki gives us possible explanations, and this is what they put out. Okay. Uh, there's been many, many theories surrounding uh, Tahoe Tessie. The most popular has been either a plesiosaur, or ichthyosaur, or mosasaur, which mm. were the three big marine reptiles of the Jurassic. Mm-hmm. 
uh, due to the fossils of this creature being found in the surrounding Nevada desert, the Sierra uh, Nevada mountains, uh, these theories are quickly dismissed by many Artesi experts, saying that the lake was formed in the last ice age long after the creatures went extinct. This is not geologically an old lake. Right. It's not the remnants of the ancient sea where these creatures would have been found. Okay. So So it was formed by the glaciers, yes. is what it's saying? Hmm. And that's why it's a spring lake. Oh, okay. Well, Other okay. theories say that there may be anything from a population of sturgeon to a new freshwater eel. Oh, okay. But sturgeon, I would... I'm gonna I'm gonna rule that one out on my list. It doesn't sound like a sturgeon, right? And I and I agree that I agree with him that a lot of these lake monsters are sturgeon because mm-hmm. people don't realize how big, especially out in California, how Oregon, sturgeon white get? sturgeon get. Yeah, our our side of the country, lake sturgeon. You go down south, you have some Gulf sturgeon. Uh, uh, I'm trying to think. There's a couple other species that are really need green sturgeon. They get seven eight foot. Yeah. you know, two hundred pounds. Same with our you know our lake sturgeons. Whites get, you know... Don't they get to like 10 or 11 feet? Or is that... Big. Even bigger? bigger. Really? They get great white shark size. Okay, holy moly. Uh, (laughs) We haven't seen one in a long time uh, due to, you know, just fishing and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But uh, there's a report of one 19 feet, 5,000 pounds. Holy crap. But they're uh, androgynous. Okay. So they're not like our lake sturgeon. They'll spend... They only come in the rivers to... To spawn. Okay. But there are cases of lake stuck white sturgeon populations. Okay. And oh. they don't normally get as big. They still get, you know, their 12 foot and stuff like that. Where, where do they, the sturgeon go in and out of like river systems? That's or? what, yeah, Andrade just means. They go into like the ocean and stuff? Yeah. Okay. That's okay. why they get that big is they hang out at the bottom of the ocean. We don't know anything about that life, part of that life cycle. Wow. Okay. That's pretty cool. We know they're big. We know they're out there. Didn't uh, Jeremy Way catch like a nine for ten no, footer? No, his was or twelve was or so. Twelve? Okay, I know it was big. He he got one. He snagged. That was like only six or seven. He uh-huh. thought was his big one. Yeah, but it was because it was snagged. Fish that are snagged fight so much harder. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then I can't remember now. It's been a while since I've watched it. I think he got over ten foot though. I thought so. I know it was something. Gigantic. I think he got a twelve, which is uh, the river he was in, the White River, uh, is is very very common to get him at uh-huh. 12 foot uh-huh. not common but you know when you're out there targeting them yeah with those guides and stuff and i think he was with the research team specifically to tag those white sturgeon yeah because we were wanting to know what where they go right yeah we don't know where they spend their most of their life that's pretty awesome what a little mystery <laughs> so back to tessie okay um but yeah sturgeon amazing i do think white sturgeon are responsible for a lot of our west coast lake monsters i agree with that uh, not all of them as we'll get into, we have another one that is definitely not a sturgeon. Not even close. Okay. Um, but Tessie sounds like our classic uh, Ohio horn serpent eel. That, okay. You know, we've brought up a couple times this podcast, the theory that there is a global species of giant eel that may used to be a lot more common that is just kind of, they may be extinct or very, very close. Mm-hmm. I really feel that they exist, and we've talked about it a couple times. I do feel like they are very, if they are not extinct already, they're very close. Yeah, on the way out. Yeah, they're relic populations, what that's called. Hmm. They're just a couple of small groups that are holding on. They may make it, they may not. Uh, Eels can live a very long time, especially if we're talking about one that's maybe this large. Right, yeah. Shy. Um, Moray eels are pretty much the only eel that attacks people. And okay. that's normally because they're provoked or people are feeding them. Yeah. So it's like getting attacked by a black bear. Okay. You know, you start hand feeding them and then they are not, they are not 
incapable predators. Um, so when now when they expect food, the next time they see a diver, uh, they're mostly famous for removing fingers. Mm, okay. Because they get fed hot dogs and stuff like that because all these divers think it's cute. Yeah. And then now the next diver doesn't have a hot dog. What looks like a hot dog. <laughs> your finger. And they have double sets of jaws. They have a jaw in their stomach that shoots up like the alien and pulls food in. Yeah, that sounds terrifying. They're neat fish. They're very, very neat fish. <laughs> very smart. They actually do have a lot of personality. Moray eels? Yes. Eels in general. Eels in general are pretty intelligent, problem-solving creatures. Okay. Uh, and it's mainly due to their migration strategies and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. They need to be able to figure out how to get around obstacles. Yeah. And that's kind of the first start of intelligence is having to problem solve. Right, yeah. Yeah, or else you're going to be a, or you're, mm-hmm. you're extinct, you're going to be wiped out. So that's one that really fits that classic. And then there's other cryptids in the area that kind of, mm-hmm. not in the area, but close, kind of close by, like Ogopogo in Canada, uh, which is another classic serpent-like lake monster. Mm-hmm. The Bear Lake monster is very different, which is not in this list. Uh, I almost included it, but... As I was doing research, it has enough to be its own episode. Okay. So I just left it out. And not saying these don't. Some, like Tahoe Tessie, there's tons and tons of sightings. We could do a whole episode on just sightings on Tahoe Tessie. Yeah. Well, it sounds like there was a lot. And just... she's still seen to this day. Mm-hmm. Or is them, you know, whatever you want to, you know. It is. A group of them yeah. that we've always seen, especially Cave Rock. That's kind of the area. If you want to go see Tahoe Tessie. Go there. That's people go hang out there and people think it's because it's literally a rock like you kind of said it's like a swiss cheese it's yeah. a giant rock it goes hundreds of feet down that's full of these holes that's awesome so if you want to say it's an eel-like creature that it's perfect home i was gonna say what but what better place to live than that mm-hmm. for an eel which to me i was wondering uh if it's some sort of bobbit worm even i so i could see uh it's not described as an invertebrate Mm, okay. Uh, it has a, a normal eye. It's the eye has been seen. None of the stories oh, I had. Oh, okay. Uh, like I said, it, a very reptilian head. Okay. Doesn't mean reptile. We've talked about blesmosaurs mm-hmm. on here, which were prehistoric whales that look just like crocodiles. Okay. Okay. So they're just giant, right? Yeah. Okay. So they could have, you know, they were. If you would have seen one, you don't know what it is. You describe it as a marine reptile. Okay. Even though it's a whale. Right. Right. So reptilian head does not mean reptile. It means it just means that shape of a large lizard or a snake. Hmm. Okay. I'm just trying to piece this together in my head. What so it, what it could could or could not be. I I lean towards the giant eel. Sound it's sounding like an eel and just very very shy. Oh, and I was gonna say like the plesiosaur seems to get like the not the blame, but they I, always seem to point to that yeah, one and it's thing because 1954. The Loch Ness movie a docu- documentary, quotation marks, came out and portrayed the Loch Ness monster with a long-necked plesiosaur. Mm-hmm. It is the first time it had ever been described as that. Mm, okay. And now half the Loch Ness monster sightings are seen with a long neck. It was never described as that. Hmm. It, in the lake. Yeah. Uh, then, uh, but so. I wonder if that's... Uh, there's no plesiosaurs left. There's no marine right. rep. No, no of that clade is left. And we're going to talk about uh, a different episode, Covergent Evolution and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Not saying it couldn't be a creature that's similar right? or yeah. even another reptile. Mm-hmm. I don't think this is a reptile. I don't think this is a mammal because it's not air-breathing enough. Right. right. You got to think, think this, is think the lake, this is one of the most popular tourist destinations mm-hmm. in North America. Lake Tahoe is host 
to giant parties mm-hmm. almost every weekend in the summer. Mm-hmm. If this was an air-breathing animal, it would be seen a lot more and it'd be dead and on a wall somewhere. Uh, probably the best way I could describe it is uh, like a big big turtle, big, uh, I think that's my foot, big, big snapping turtle or something. Like you're out in a lake, those breathe, you know, every, what would you say, every couple? couple of minutes no probably 15 like, minutes okay they, okay. they gotta come up pretty often though yeah often enough to you where you see them you see them all the time i was just, just on the lake heads. this weekend mm-hmm. and i was watching one go across the lake because they had to keep coming up mm-hmm. you see them every time mm-hmm. and that's just and that's turtles aren't necessarily that even that big mm-hmm. so imagine something big like you would really see big. it you if would, it was a reptile or a mammal oh, especially a mammal air breathing yeah yeah you'd see it and you'd hear it too mm-hmm. i'm sure more because you can even hear those little turtles even the little ones you hear them like they exhale or inhale like real big and deep if you if it's quiet out, you hear it. Yeah, I agree. So I think you're. I think that's a good point. I, I that's why I'm leaning towards fish. Yeah, yeah, I would and say that way. I there in Vietnam or not Vietnam in the Philippines there is a sea serpent that is a well you could call it a bobbit worm or something like that. It seems more invertebrate, uh-huh. but it has a lot of invertebrate features. Mm-hmm. This just has a vertebrate features. It is definitely an animal of some kind. When you said that one on the cave exit, it looked like fins pushing out or something. Yeah, it's so eels, catfish, and kind of stuff will kind of prop themselves up to yeah. sit. Uh huh. And I think that's what they were trying to explain is that they seen is it looked like something was sitting with its fins up and then just took off. Just waiting, yeah. Which you know it doesn't sound too ridiculous or too far fetched for a actual just creature. No, if you yeah, it's very I, normal. Yeah, I think eel or other kind of fish and it could be an invasive species mm-hmm. uh, it's not that old as far as in you know 19th century okay okay not we don't have too much going back like mm-hmm. the 18 1700s not saying that i just didn't see it in the research right yeah yeah but i don't think so i don't i don't think so so it could be an invasive like a whale's catfish and stuff like that uh-huh. big giant fish that kind of give a weird presence especially if you're not used to them because they don't have a dorsal fin like what we expect uh-huh. So you just kind of get a big log or like the overturned kayak look. Right, yeah. That's described that a lot in lake monsters. It seems to be, yeah. It's always that little hump. Which is like, like a whale. Yeah. When whales come up. Exactly. But yeah. it's not breathing. There's no sprout or spout when it, you know, comes. Right, yeah. Sprays out. Whales are loud. Oh, because I bet. When they're doing it. I've been around a humpback and you just hear. Man. You know, from, I mean. We are hundreds of yards away, and you can hear it. Oh, yeah. I the bet. lungs are the size of a Volkswagen bug, <laughs> so it's not a small animal. It's not quiet. <laughs> but, yeah, so anything else for Tahoe Tessie? No, I think it's, I like that one. That one's fun. It'd be cool to go see sometime or try to find. Well, we're going to be probably going out that way sometime soon. Hmm, interesting. So we may stop by. Some little foreshadowing. I foreshadowing a lot because I'm excited. I've been leaking little tidbits here and, and there crumbs um so moving on not very well kind of halfway back so i started with the farthest one away okay now i'm moving us back closer to home i want to get my map out so i know where we're talking oklahoma okay well there i know where that is i'm like you know where oklahoma is i was gonna look up above texas besides arkansas yeah exactly um which oklahoma is a very weird state it's full of different biomes not biomes uh yeah biomes I don't know what word I was looking for, but biomes is it. <laughs> so yeah, it works pretty good. Yeah, it's everything from uh, deep south wetlands and swamps to mountains hmm. to prairies to, yeah. Hmm. Oklahoma's a cool state. Not it's, much going on there besides uh, the environmental beauty, but oh yeah, world record paddlefish come from there like three times in a row. Uh-huh. 
That's pretty cool. Good water. Uh, okay, okay. Uh, but the Oklahoma octopus, again, cryptid wiki, <laughs> is a cryptid generally said to inhabit some freshwater man-made lakes in Oklahoma, specifically mm-hmm. man-made lakes, including Lake Thunderbird, Lake Ulua, uh, Lake Tenkiller, or where... So, this is the one I kind of warned you about. It has a mean streak. Okay. Uh, so these are the, the three lakes that's been claimed to kill people, uh, kill and attack unsuspecting swimmers. There's no existing footage of this, though. Uh, evidence, although no physical evidence exists in the case of the Oklahoma octopus, many point to the high mortality rate and a large number of unexplained drownings in these Oklahoma lakes as clear signs of its mm. presence. Uh, there have also been numerous reported sightings. This mm. creature gets seen a lot, and these three lakes have super high drowning rates. Okay. Like, stupid high. Sounds suspicious. There's something going on here, and I don't know if it's an octopus, but there's definitely something. something I agree with that. Um, so the Oklahoma octopus is most likely a cephalopod, which is just the family octopus belong to. Mm-hmm. Um, more specifically, an octopus, according to this description of this creature, sorry, turning the page, this would make the Oklahoma octopus the only freshwater-dwelling cephalopod species on the planet we don't have any right red flag it's not saying it's impossible Mm -hmm. but we don't have any in estuaries octopus oh gotcha hang out smaller species hang out in tide pools then most of them live in the ocean and then deep ocean okay but it's always salt water always yes um so this would make the animal entirely unique uh as numerous members of the marine of its marine you know sharks but so it's just kind of saying that there's other species that are claimed to have mostly saltwater species, like sharks, but, you know, they can come up. Okay, gotcha. Including, you know, the famous one is the Ganges River shark, which is almost exclusively freshwater. It's a cousin of the bull shark. They look very similar, mm-hmm. but a lot less meaner. Okay. Bull sharks have a nasty reputation. I've heard. And they earned it. You never hear a good story about a bull shark, you know, right, especially in freshwater. They don't have a P, they don't have a good PR person. Ah, uh, okay. Uh, some skeptics doubt the existence of such an oddity. However, octopi have been recorded, at least for brief periods of time, living in freshwater environments. One such case involves a common octopus being caught in Lake Conley in Folker County, Arkansas. The animal was most likely released as a pet, and it survived long enough to cling to the the gates of the lake dam. Huh. This happened in the Ohio River. Really? Uh, 2000, what year was that in school? 2017. Okay. Roughly. And a biologist, I will not name, uh, so a guy caught a giant Pacific octopus. In the Ohio River? Yeah, he snagged it catfishing. It, he claimed it was still alive when he caught it. But, you know, obviously he turned it and it was dead. Mm-hmm. Um, and a biologist claimed to it said it was an Ohio River octopus, and this is proof because there's reports of them, blah, blah, blah. Now, if somebody's pet, they threw in the Ohio River, it got too big, and they couldn't take care of it. You think that's what they did? Yes, it was definitely a giant Pacific octopus. Yeah. The species was not in question. Okay. And it was definitely somebody's pet somebody threw in the river trying to release it, because that happens a lot. Oh, wow. I've caught so many pets. Well, like my silver arowana I caught. Yeah. That Amazonian fish I caught in Chicago. Oh, no. Poor thing. We felt, I, you know, had to euthanize it because it's just laws and stuff we have to deal with. But it was a three-foot silver arowana. Yeah. 
in Chicago. That's not shouldn't be there. It was starving and stuff. It was in rough shape when we caught it because it was a hand fed pet. Oh no! I felt horrible. Oh yeah, that's awful. But so that's what happened with the Ohio River octopus. Okay, I'm 100 percent sure. No doubt in my mind. Yeah. Not saying there couldn't be a freshwater octopus. That was not it. Okay. That was definitely a specific a, one. A that giant was Pacific octopus. Released. Mm-hmm. So uh, description according to the rumors, the freshwater cephalopod is about the size of a horse and resembles an octopus with long tentacles and leathery reddish brown skin. Which giant Pacific octopuses, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, which happens a lot, I'm mistaken a lot. I think tentacle to tentacle, I think they have eight foot tentacles. So if you want to stretch them out, they'd be like almost 16, 18 feet long. Yeah. Good Lord. Oh middle. yeah, the body too. So they can be that big, uh, not weight, but in volume. They can mm-hmm. take up the space of a horse. Mm-hmm. Um, they can be really small too. Right, yeah, like the size of your finger. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm saying a big giant Pacific octopus can shrink down really small. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Stuff like blanket octopus can be like 30 feet long. And can't octopus fit through anything the size their beak can fit through? Yes. Okay. Yep, they'll squeeze through it. Uh, the habitat Oklahoma octopus reported to live in Lake Thunderbird, Lake uh, Olawa, and Lake Tenkiller, which are all, you know, Oklahoma lakes. These lakes are all freshwater and all man-made bodies of water, which is very weird. That's very strange, yes. Um, so diet, most uh, so species most likely have a similar diet to the marine octopus, which are eating mostly freshwater species similar to its marine counterparts prey. However, the drawling in the lake where it's reported to live uh, be caused by, or drownings in the lake, sorry, the lake, you know, are reported to be caused by this octopus. Mm-hmm. An octopus this size with eight strong tentacles could easily pull an unwilling human underwater. And I agree with that fully. Oh, yeah, for I have sure. some stories for you here in a minute. Oh, no. Conspiracy, you know, due to uh, lakes being man-made, the drownings are most likely the result of people getting drunk and not paying attention while swimming. Also, drowning victims have no sucker lacerations on the body. That's strange, then. So, so they recovered the bodies. Is- oh, yeah, they find them. So octopus kill people on accident because they're very curious. Mm-hmm. Uh, their most famous way, they've killed one diver, I know for sure, because he pulled his mask off deep underwater. Oh, no. And it was not a malicious thing. It's just Very curious. curious, and it accidentally pulled... Well, it pulled his mask off because it was one piece of the guy that it could play with. Uh-huh. So it got kind of fascinated with his mask, and he's trying to hold it on, and he just couldn't. Hmm. Uh, they're very strong animals. Hmm. Um, and giant Pacific octopus have now started hunting bald eagles. What? So they will literally catch a fish, and here's how smart octopus are. I love octopus. Here, uh, they'll catch a fish, and they'll kind of hide in shallow water. And take one of their arms and put it up at the surface and wiggle the fish like it's swimming. And then an eagle will come swoop down and grab it. And he'll pull the eagle down real quick, which eagles are used to. Eagles are good swimmers. Yeah. So they're fine to hit a fish and have to swim back to shore with it. Okay. Uh, so the eagles at that point is not expecting anything. Like, okay, the fish was bigger than I thought, so I just got to swim with it. And then they'll wrap up and pull him down. Wow. Has that been witnessed on camera? Yes. There's a video of a, a big Pacific octopus. They save this stupid eagle. Not stupid eagle. That octopus broke very, very hard for that meal. Yeah. And they saved the eagle. Wow. I'm going to have to check that out after yeah, this. Yeah, there's, there's, there's a bunch of videos of it. And I'd like to see that. It's one specific population. Imagine seeing that like just in the wild, though. They were like, oh, that eagle's drowning. They went over there and it's all tangled up in something. They thought it was like a net or something. No, it was a big octopus. Had it wrapped up. He was pulling him down. He was working on drowning him. Yeah, that's insane. They're really, really, really intelligent. This is a weird one for me. Uh, do you ever have you ever seen the show Lost Tapes? Mm-mm. 
So it's kind of, it was on Animal Planet for a while. I think there was two seasons, but they did found footage kind of stuff oh, okay. with these cryptids, yeah. with some of these like more out there cryptids. One-off ones. Yeah. And this is one of their specials was the Oklahoma Octopus. They did Tahoe Tessie too. Oh, wow. Um, they did not do our last cryptid though. But uh, it just is weird to me because they're all man-made lakes, which does not scream to me uh, habitat. But what do you think? What do you think? Let's get your ideas first. Well, if it's man-made lakes, what if they made these lakes to put some experimental creature in there? Whether, you know, maybe that was the purpose for the lakes to begin with. How deep are the lakes? Are they deeper? I don't think so. I think these are more recreational reservoirs. Hmm, okay. So, that's what they were actually, they were built for. Technically, uh, water, rec- or not water recreation, they were built as reservoirs. Uh, Oklahoma, that part of Oklahoma is prone to droughts and stuff like that. Okay. Unless they hit like So like Indian of- Lake. They're, I don't think they're very deep. They're deeper than Indian, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Like a big flat valley that's kind of flooded because of a dam. Unless something like just got in there or worked its way in there for them being man-made. I don't know. Maybe they hit something underground that it... Like, yeah, going could, back to the... Something could have... This is a weird one for me because I really want to write it off. Yeah. But there is tons and tons of sightings and I just don't know if it's kind of just a local thing that the story keeps getting portrayed. Uh-huh. So everything that's weird in the water they see is, is an thing? Oklahoma octopus. Yeah. The weird thing is there's no suction cups... Yeah, Ever. so it just is a weird one for me. I want to write it away so bad. Yeah. This is not a cryptid, and I believe a lot of cryptids. Mm-hmm. Especially, I believe a lot of weird one-off ones, too. Mm-hmm. This is not one I believe. Yeah. And I love the Oklahoma octopus story, but I think, personally, it's a story that somebody started that in an area that has a lot of drownings. Mm-hmm. And it just kind of took on a life of its own. Maybe it was also made up to kind of deflect from the drownings, the people dying. Could be. I mean, it like, could be an easier way to explain it away because, you know, it's these, not, it's, these lakes have a lot of deaths. Yeah. A lot. And maybe it's the way they built them. That's just it got could like be, undercurrents I think they're, or something that's pulling people. I think people. it's shallow. I think people are getting drunk and jumping and hitting their heads a lot. Ooh, that too, yeah. It happens in Indian Lake. Yeah, it's true. Because, hmm, and, and I mean... Like in that article, it said, you know, people, oh, they just get drunk. They're not paying attention. They drown, which, okay, I get that. That might happen every now and then, but it seems like a lot of deaths mm-hmm. keep happening. And for them all to explain that way, I mean, I get it when you're drinking, you don't pay that much attention. However, you still know, like, how to not drown. See, that's why I keep going back and forth on this one, because it's right in the line between just enough there to think it's real and yeah. just enough there to be like okay this is a story that just took off it took a life of its own yeah, yeah. i want is there any uh, actual pictures or sightings like the, even descriptions of the actual a lot of people describe an octopus hmm. a, a pacific a giant pacific octopus specifically is what it seems like they're describing mm-hmm. the big red brown le- leathery creature mm-hmm. so octopus can change colors but they have a default setting if you want to call it that right yeah yeah and that's the giant pacific octopus's default setting is that kind of really deep red brown hmm. okay and that seems to be what this one follows too Interesting. it seems like people just type into google octopus and it, that's what and that's what comes pops up. up and that's what it was how <laughs> true yeah i, I want to almost it's a hard one. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about this. One. I think it's, I think it's folklore that has enough 
so a lot of people die in this area, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's due to how the lakes were made. And, you know, I think a lot of people are, it's head injuries underwater mm-hmm. that are drowning, not just drowning. Right. I, I would only imagine if an octopus grabbed one person and pulled them down long enough to drown them, there would be some mark or suction It cup. would not. People don't die easily. And I think right. people kind of forget that. There would be some sort of a Humans struggle. are kind of hard to kill. In the, in, in the grand scheme of things, I guess, yeah. They're, we're not fast to kill. Right, yeah. Uh, a human to drown would be minutes mm-hmm. of just, you know, hard fights. And an octopus would have to be attached to the bottom also to pull you down. Mm, okay. If they're free swimming, they're not very strong swimmers. Interesting, okay. You can out swim an octopus. Uh, but what they do is they, you know, they're, they're their own pulley system. If they can grab onto something, even one tentacle, they will win. Right, yep. Uh, what about if there's any type of giant worm or something that could live in something like that, too? Freshwater uh, worms? There's Yeah, there's there's freshwater worms. I don't know of any big species. Hmm. Uh, but I, again, I think that would leave marks. True, yeah. A lot of these bodies don't have anything. Marks. That's why I just think it's... I think it's just the lakes drown. Like, there's just what... If it's a construction, plus the partying... Plus, this is all the people in Oklahoma have to do. I've been out in Oklahoma. Yeah. There ain't much. It's pretty flat. Pretty It's not pretty. Some parts of it are flat. True, some parts of it are mountainous. Some parts oh, yeah. of it are wetlands. But there's like, if you're a young person, there's not a whole lot. Right, yeah. So <laughs> you're getting drunk at the lake. <laughs> Especially in the summer. Mm-hmm. And I kind of think that it might be, I haven't looked that much because once again, it's crypto route, so there's not a ton of research in these. I'm going to guess it's something with the lake construction and the amount of bodies of people on the lake. Because mm-hmm. it's just these three lakes, and they're all three man-made lakes, and they're all water reservoirs. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't know how reservoirs and stuff works. What if there's a water pump under it and sucks water out for you know for usage no, every now and then? Yeah, they're, they're, people they're are be, over it at that time. and They're normally encased, so uh, that doesn't happen. See, maybe, maybe they forgot that detail when they were first making it they don't put them out in the middle <laughs> oh is that where most of this happens yeah like just people it, it kind of happens random it's all over the lake there's not any from spot. what i've seen there's not any place you'd be like okay that's a hot spot right yeah huh i just don't think it's real yeah i don't i don't i think it's think folklore so that that locals have unfortunately lost so many people yeah they gotta explain it, away it, that's what it does you know mm-hmm. it's kind of a more it's just harder it's easier for you to accept it that my cousin got killed by the oklahoma octopus he didn't drown because he was drunk and he hit his head mm-hmm. i agree with that and it may just be unfortunately a more easily emotional there you go uh situation to handle to handle yep i like that, that he better. was killed it wasn't due to his own actions there we go yeah and i i really think that may be what's happening in these lakes i think that's a good explanation for this one I would I would agree with that, but uh, it's very unique. It's a really one of these one-off cryptids. Definitely is, but I like. The, I mean, I, I I think we might have uh, figured this one out. I yeah. I don't want to count my chickens before they hatch. See, but. I never ever ever like discounting a cryptid. It's not me. Same, and but this one I think is just there's not enough not, meat on the bone for this. Yeah, one. and I believe in some really weird cryptids. That we'll get into. Yeah. One I have saved back for you for a special day. It looks like a creeper from Minecraft. 
Oh, okay. But it was seen in the 70s. And you believe it? I think it did happen. See, there we go. I don't think this happens. Yeah, I agree. And if it is, it's not killing people. Right, yeah. Well, it's not the thing killing people, maybe. Yeah, it's not killing people. Right, yeah. People are dying a lot in this lake, in these lakes. That it's not killing them. It's not because there's no marks. Right, exactly. That's where I draw my line there. So we got Tahoe Tessie, who I think, I think's real. Real. I think eel. I'm now, gonna go eel. Then we got the uh, Oklahoma octopus. Octopus. I'm gonna uh, say not real. I'm gonna say folklore that has gained a huge following. Okay. And okay. it's not a big following outside of these couple lakes. Okay, so it's just there. But they're talked about a lot. It's always talked about. Hmm. And I think it's get used to explain, like, like every unfortunate drowning event. It's that. It's the Oklahoma octopus's mm-hmm. fault. Hmm. That's easy. Easy way I to write th- stuff I, off. I think it is. I think it's, it's a more emotionally stable one. Not like a underwater assassin that's just waiting mm-hmm. with a scuba and tank. If, yeah, and if, if it is real, it is uh, not killing people, I don't think. Gotcha. Yeah, I'm gonna say not real on that one. Yeah, mainly because the man-made lakes, no marks on the bodies. Mm-hmm. I, I just nothing screams like Lake Tahoe is a spring-fed lake that is from the last ice age. Mm, okay, yeah. So you know, okay, moving on. <laughs> last one or the last cryptid? Okay, I have for you, and then we'll kind of talk about these guys as a whole. Okay. Um, the Lake Harrington or yeah Harrington Harrington uh, monster. This is in Kentucky. Okay. It's also, uh, other famous name, is the Great Pig Eel. The Great Pig Eel. Mm-hmm. That's a lake monster of Harrington Lake, Kentucky. Uh, description, the the Great Pig Eel has the body like an eel, and the, uh, the snows, or a pig-like snout. Okay. So it doesn't have, like, the big floppy pig ears or nothing like that. Or... Fat pig legs or right. nothing. It's really like an eel with a big pig nose. Pig nose. Okay. And it has somewhat of a, a curly tail and skin tone pattern of a speckled fish. Um, and I don't think it means like a pig's curly tail. Yeah. It means as in it's kind of wraps around or with like uh, like a uh, it's twisty. Okay. Like a snake or an eel. Okay. Um, it is you know often seen as twelve to fifteen feet long, and is said to be as fast as a boat. Okay, that's pretty fast. Sightings. Uh, since Harrington Lakes, uh, it was built in 1925, so another man-made lake, but there was rivers running through this. Mm. There has been reported of a eel pig, so they switched it on me. Pig, eel, yeah. eel pig. Same uh, within the lake. In 1972, University of Kentucky professor Lawrence S. Thompson reported that he had seen the creature swimming in the lake multiple times. However, after his many sightings, he was unable to identify what it was. Later, he was interviewed by the newspaper of the Louisville Courier uh, and asked whether he truly believed he had seen a real monster. He stated, it's only a monster in the sense that one would call an alligator a monster if they had never seen one before. Hmm. Interesting. So he very much felt, this is just a creature that's just unidentified. Right, yeah. It's not doing anything bad. It's just there. It's just there. People see it. Uh, since then, sightings of the monster have continued, but none have reported on the... Uh, Seen it as much as Thompson had seen it. But Thompson was purposely going out looking for this looking, thing. Okay. And this is a very short one, so I'm going to get right into explanations, and we'll, then we'll talk about it. There are many theories surrounding the Lake uh, Harrington monster. It has been 
uh, a misidentified of an alligator gar or other species of fish. Uh, Harrington Lake is a popular sports fishing. It contains many species of freshwater fish. Another theory is that it may have been an out-of-place alligator that traveled up the Mississippi, uh, down the Kentucky River, and into Harrington. So the Kentucky River flows right into this. There are also theories that it's a prehistoric animal that lived underground in the limestone caves mm. that become flooded, and the creature has escaped into the lake. Mm-hmm. The exact opposite thing that happened to sinkhole Sam. Right, yeah. Um, once again, the creature's done nothing wrong. It's sighted. It, well, let's get your thoughts before I... So... Now it's it, very small, you know. There's not much to it. That's what the cryptid uh, roundups for, right? Yeah. How big was it again? 15, 20 feet. Okay, it's pretty long. Or no, 20, 12 to fifteen. Sorry, 12 to fifteen. Still pretty long, yeah. big creature. But it had a pig nose. Why did he say it kind of resembled an alligator? He said it resembled an alligator. No, no. He said it's only a monster, right? As in one would call an alligator if they'd never seen one before. Oh, I he thought you said something after that about it being like... No, that was the explanations that they said an alligator gar, it could be... Oh, alligator gar. And they do have kind of a funky nose. That's what I was going to say, like a... Happy, like I'm not, I wouldn't say a pig nose. They have a nose. Mm-hmm. Okay, interesting. What if... I don't know. I, the first thing that popped in my head was like... Uh, you seen like the animal hybrids and stuff where they mix like a pig mm-hmm. and... Like, you seen like there's a new one going around now. It's like pigs and cows mixed together. It looks weird. Hmm. But um, what if it was like a pig f- fish or pig eel that was genetically made and I don't know released into this man-made lake again? And now, uh oh, someone found it. Yeah, there was an ancient limestone cave that's under there. It just came from that. You know, just write it off. There you go. So that's what I think it was. Yeah. Government experience. And it's not very old. Right. The sightings aren't very old. Aha. Uh-huh. But. What sounds? I want you to really think. I don't want to tell you. Okay. And because I want you to see, I want to see if you can come to the same conclusion. Okay. What animal that we know about sounds almost like a pig and an eel had a baby? Probably. Dark, speckled back, no animal. Uh, some sort of seal? You're close. Come or- on. Or walrus. They're known to go up the Mississippi. Dugongs or uh, manatees. Manatee. Manatees. Okay. Manatees have a pig nose. True. Manatees are the same color. Aren't they speckled back too? Yes. Hmm. And if one was this far up, he yeah. would be very hurting for food. So it could be slimmed down a little. He wouldn't bit. be as rotund. Hmm. Interesting. And the size fits. Ah, yeah, it does. And I think this was most of the, his sightings happened in that summer in 1972. Interesting. So I, I kind of get lost manatee vibes. That's pretty interesting. Okay. I could see that. It very When I read it, immediately my brain went... Manatee. Lost manatee. That's funny. You went, you went actual animal, I went government experiment. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> if you look at the drawings of this thing, people always draw as a pig head, a pig's head, not ears and all. Not just the face, not just the nose. On this eel. Yeah. And that is not what it looked like. Okay. Did they, do eels actually have fins? Yes. Okay. Interesting. Eels are just long fish. Okay. More eels don't have uh, pectoral fins. I mean, they're a little weird. Maybe that's what I'm just used to seeing. Most eels, though, have pectoral fins and other fins. Okay. Huh. So I'm assuming this probably definitely did, would be my guess. You got as much information as I right. got. There's not much on this. I even went to other websites and looked for this one. Can't find too much this on it. This is it. So... I mean, it and, was pretty much as far as I can see. They say it's still seen to this day. Uh-huh. 
But really, this is his is the only real sightings, and they oh, all was in the 1972. But manatee, I mean, manatees have big flippers in front, like a yeah, they they're fence. they're arms, but yeah, they're flippers arms. They still have toenails on them. Hmm. Oh, really? So do seals. Oh, I didn't realize they had the toenails still, mm-hmm. or they'd be fingernails at that point. That'd be fingernails, I would say, right? Do they have hands? Well, do they have real feet? Are they flipper nails. Flipper nails. Flipper nails. Flipper nails. <laughs> but no, like, I get lost manatee vibes. I could see, yeah. It would be a, a heck of a lost Lock. manatee. Right, yeah. Which but they are, they why... do, they do get lost. I'd explain why he's thin, I guess. Yeah, I or think. like. Yeah, I think he may have uh, went way too many wrong directions. Wrong turn at Albuquerque. Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah, I like that. I like that. And I don't see alligator, because that's one of the explanations they give. Alligator gar, I don't really see. There are buffalo fish, which have kind of a pig nose, and they get very large, and they're dark in color, but they're not eel-like. They're more mm. like a carp in shape. Oh, uh, okay. But they are giants. And it didn't say nothing about, like, their skin, its skin or anything, did it? Mm-mm. No skin. It didn't. Just speckled back. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, yeah, it didn't say if it had scales or nothing, which, do eels, ha- eels have scales? I don't think they do, Some right? species. Most species have skin, just skin. That's what I thought, yeah. Um... I'm trying to think if I know of any eels that have scales. I, I can't name any off the top of my head, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to say no. But I imagine if it had, if it was an f- actual fish, but it would have had... Fine scales. Yeah, I mean, but eel, so like um, catfish have skin. Mm-hmm. Burbit, which we've talked about before, have super fine scales, but they feel like a catfish. Gotcha, okay. So their scales are so tiny that you can't feel them or see them. Mm, okay. So... Hmm. Yeah, I'm going to say you might be on to something on this one. And it could be lost, some kind of lost seal, too. Yeah. Could have fit it. Uh, especially something like a, uh, well, I don't think an elephant seal's ever been reported in Kentucky. But, you know. Something like that. Something like that. Uh, I, I, some of these animals are just known. Manatees are known to get lost. I love manatees. Yeah. Not the smartest animals. Do they die when they float? Or do they float when they die? It depends. Uh, Said that backwards. We went through a dam prop or a dam, you know, turbine. Uh-huh. No. It's... <laughs> and you got to think, if it died in this lake, that's the first place it's going. Is to that? Yeah, and it's oh, going to okay. be turned into putty. I was going to say, I mean, if it was that... And these kind of lakes with the rivers flowing through them... Yeah. That's where they all... That's where every dead animal ends up. And okay. it kind of happens kind of fast. Interesting. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It definitely would. Because if, if, if it was a, let's just say it was a, um, a manatee, someone would have found its dead body. But if it's, things are moving that fast or, you know, just get rid of that fast. Yeah, I don't know. This lake, then probably not. It could have just shoved in a hole somewhere back in one of these estuary, or right, one yeah. of the sides in a swamp and died. And something and just rotted, up. yeah. Yeah. Hmm, interesting. Yeah, I, I like your theory on that. I'll, I'll go, with, I would subscribe to that. But yeah, just, I thought it was a neat little one, a pig eel. Yeah, pig eel. I like it. Seems like there's always something mixed with pigs or something else all the time. Yeah. There's a lot of cryptids mixed with pigs. That's good. So what do you say? Pigs are people? Yeah, like human beings. Tasty, tasty. Maybe. I think they're... They're tasty? I like pigs. Oh, I thought you meant humans. No, pigs. Oh, okay. Literally, the last word I said was pigs. <laughs> And then I said, tasty, tasty. Uh, I thought you were, maybe that was just me. Yeah, I think you're on a, a weird <laughs> kick lately. 
Um, anyways, so what's your overall thought on this spring break lake monster roundup? Like I said in the beginning, make sure you keep hand and feet inside the boat at all times this summer. Um, especially if you're going to any of these. I would not drink in Oklahoma on the lake. It does not seem to be a good idea. That's a good conclusion that comes from that one for sure. Avoid I'd... your beverages on the water. Be safe. Most lake monsters don't have a bad history. Right. Uh, Bessie only attacked that one guy in Canada, or him and his son. Oh, South Bay Bessie? Mm-hmm. Oh, made it all the way up to Canada? Yeah. Across the border? Mm-hmm. Illegally? Well... There's no borders to animals. <laughs> Aren't we just animals, too? Nah, not anymore. I'm just saying, you're right. Yeah, we should all be borderless free, maybe. Um, But yeah, what's your overall thoughts? I want to say the first one. T- Tessie. Tessie. Tahoe Tessie. I'm going to say real. Yeah? Say Oklahoma octopus. Not real. Okay. And the last one. I would, I'm on the fence. I'll say it's real, and I like your uh, idea. I like the manatee. Mm-hmm. And so I'll go through the same way. Tessie, I believe in Tessie. Mm-hmm. Don't know what Tessie is. I, I lean towards eel or maybe some kind of invasive species of fish. Okay. Uh, that's just hard to, you know, that people aren't looking for. Um, Oklahoma octopus, if it is real, it's not killing people. Do you think it's an octopus? I don't think so. Okay. I think it may be something that may have tendrils. Like a catfish has the barbels, and it just gets, you know, it's not clear water like we're talking about in the other place. Right, yeah, that is true. It's a good I think the octopus story just took off on its own because some person think they saw an octopus one time. Mm -hmm. And it explains these deaths. And it just took off. Yep. Uh, And I do think that no matter what the uh, Harrington Lake monster is, I think it's a uh, lost animal. Okay. And I think it's a very lost animal. Because uh, it was, as far as I can see, really, it was just like kind of this, this, maybe one, maybe two years of actual sightings. And then, you know, once the lake monster's there, everybody says they see it. Right, yeah. Here, one there, one there, you know. Uh-huh. Big carp splashes. Oh, that was... The, the lake monster, That yeah. was the pig eel. Uh-huh. I wonder how often that happens, too. What? Just stuff like that, where... Something's reported to me, like at Loch Ness, we use oh, that for example. Oh, it happens a lot. Exactly, yeah. I think, like, what is it? Bigfoot sightings, I think it's like, we think-ish that 10% of them are reliable. Mm, okay. Because most of them are bears. Right, yeah. Hmm. Or stuff like that. And not all Bigfoot sightings, but, you know, it's just... That's just and that's a number we'll never know for sure. Right, ever. right. I'm just saying, but Which you stinks. can read somebody's report and be like... There's nothing in there that says definitive Bigfoot. Mm-hmm. They just wanted to see a Bigfoot. Mm-hmm. Not like uh, like when we were at this South Fork conference, mm-hmm. and that guy had a Bigfoot story that that hunter we talked to. Oh, yeah. Just seemed just so authentic. Like something really I, happened, and he yeah. couldn't explain it. It, bug, it bugged him. And Oh, yeah. You just look in his eyes. Mm-hmm. And he didn't. Yeah, he was one of the people that don't want to, anything to do with Bigfoot. Right, clearly. Other than maybe kill it if he wanted to be good yeah. um but yeah that was our lake monster roundup for the summer kickoff yeah i like that and we'll, we'll figure out something to name it but <laughs> anything else before we go this is a fun one i liked it i like these it's a good way to start the summer you know mm-hmm. lake monsters yeah they're out there just throw them think of sinkhole sammy throw them a hot dog and just move on 
Maybe not a hot dog, because then... Yeah. Let's go with cheeseburgers or chicken. Cheeseburger, chicken. Sinkhole Sam Lake chicken. Yeah. Let's go with that. All right. <laughs> I have been the mysterious Justin. And I've been the infamous Jay. And together we are Cryptids of the Corn. You're leading researchers in the, the cryptozoology of the Midwest, Appalachian, pretty much this entire continent. Yes, leading. 100%. All right. We'll catch you next week with uh, we don't know what. Uh, I don't know how these episodes come out anymore. I've given up trying to keep my mind straight. (laughs) All right, guys. You've been listening to Cryptids of the Corn. Be sure to join us in the next episode where we tantalize your intellect and expand the horizons of your mind. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. That helps others find the show, and we really appreciate it. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll catch you in the next episode. Until then, stay magical. Confidence starts with loving who you are. And when your skin feels nourished and glows on the outside, you naturally radiate confidence from the inside. Give your skin a glow up with Osea's clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This ultra-hydrating body care features two of Osea's bestsellers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. These seaweed-powered heroes use skincare-level ingredients normally reserved for your face for results you can see and confidence you can feel. Osea has been making clean, clinically proven seaweed-infused face and body care products for over 28 years. This luxurious skincare is vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A malibu.com, code GLOW. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.